We got a fantastic guest today, Brian Clayton, who transformed a small landscaping business into the multi-million dollar tech giant, GreenPal. Join us to discover the pivotal moment that led Brian to embrace software development, his insights on leveraging technology for industry-specific solution, and the paramount role of customer service in driving business success. If you are an inspiring entrepreneur, you want to miss this episode as we unveil the remarkable journey of wisdom of Brian Clayton. So prepare to be inspired as we sit down with Brian Clayton in our upcoming episode. Welcome to the Positive Leadership Academy, where we empower leaders with the skill, knowledge, and support they need to lead with a positivity and make a meaningful impact in their organizations and community. Our programs are designed to provide a transformative learning experience that equips leaders with the tools they need to build strong teams, foster a positive culture, and create lasting impact in their workplaces and beyond. We are excited to share our mission and vision with you today, and we invite you to join our community of positive leaders. Thank you for being here at the Positive Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited today uh, when I um, decided to welcome uh, this guest. I thought about my entrepreneurship uh, journey that I have myself. I have multiple. I wear multiple hats. I always share the story that I started being an entrepreneur selling um sunscreen uh lotion called uh called moon moonshine so it was it was interesting it was a good brand but i i did i did very well on that so when i was uh, uh thinking about bringing guests to talk about entrepreneurial uh, this guest really catch my eyes uh so today i want to welcome brian clayton he's an inspirational entrepreneur whose journeys from landscaping to funding uh, the multi-million dollar company called GreenPal, which is a, a statement to determination and self-learning. Uh, Brian's unique expertise is both in landscaping and software development positions. Him and a valuable guest um, offer him insights on levering technology for industry-specific solutions and the critical role of customer service and business success. So welcome to Positive Leadership Podcast, Brian. Javier, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Great, and and I have um I have a a question here for you, right? And your journey from landscaping to building uh, Green Pal is is truly remarkable. I I check the website. I see how many uh, locations you have. I mean, you really cover the entire United States. Um, I don't know if I missed Canada there, but I'm pretty sure it's in your in your radar. But can you share a pivotal moment of realization that led you to pursue software development and the ultimate to create GreenPal? 
Yeah, so uh, GreenPal is an app that works like Uber, but for lawn care services, and it's nationwide in the United States. So if you have a home and with a lawn, and you can just download GreenPal, and someone will come out and take care of your lawn mowing for you. And before I started GreenPal, I actually had a lawn mowing business. I, I cut grass for a living, and I started a little lawn care company when I was in high school and started cutting grass and kept with that over a 15-year period of time. Uh, built it to around 150 employees and eight figures a year in revenue in the landscaping business. And then in 2013, that business was acquired by a big national company. And after I sold it, I took some time off and I thought, well, what am I going to do with my life now? And uh, I had the idea for GreenPal. I, I knew uh, somebody was going to build an app that was going to work like Uber was working for car rides, but but for lawn mowing. And I thought, well, why can't that be me? And I recruited a small team and we started working on the idea for the app. And little by little, now we've built it to around 300,000 people using it to get lawn mowing done. Wow. So, but obviously learning code and develop software from scratch is, is, not, a, is not an easy task to do, right? Uh, so what are the most significant challenges you face during this uh, self-taught journey and how you overcome, overcome them? And obviously you come from a completely different industry. You have this great idea. You say you assemble a team, but what? But literally, you need to self-tie yourself, right? And and really compete with companies that perhaps might have a similar idea, and they're very um, their expertise is is developing mobile applications or or you know technology overall. Yeah, totally. It, it's it's uh, it, it's a challenge because I thought we could pay a development company to build the app. I thought that because I didn't know how to code, I had never built a website. I had never done any of that kind of stuff before. And I thought, well, we could just pay a, a technology company to build it and then we'll market it and we'll be off and going. And we tried that and we, we wasted around $150,000 and a year building what we thought GreenPal should be with this development shop. And we released it and it was, it was, dead on arrival. It didn't have the features it needed. It barely worked. Uh, it was, if you build it, they will not come. And, and it was really, really, really disheartening because we wasted all of our money and spent a year building this thing. And, and we came to the realization that if we were going to be in the technology business, we were going to have to learn how to write code. We were going to have to learn how to build technology. Looking back, it's as silly as if you want to start a restaurant, yeah, but you don't know how to cook. You know, you've never, you don't have any recipes. You don't, you've never, you've never cooked anything in your life or, or trying to start a band and you don't know how to play the guitar. You don't know how to sing. And so it was really, uh, it was really silly to think that I could do that, but we, uh, we started all over again and we, this time we worked on the app and worked on ourselves. We went to YouTube university and, and took every online class we could take to learn how to write software and little by little taught ourselves how to code. And, and then we rebuilt the whole app from scratch and, and that's the same app that we're improving every day now. Wow, that's great. And and I love how, um, you know, a lot of people have limited beliefs, right? Thinking that, oh, no, that means I have to um, go back to school or get a, you know, a PhD in order to be, uh, in order to do what I, what I meant to do. And, and you, you mentioned YouTube University and taking online courses and really, really define what education is and just getting your hands dirty and, and making it happen. So that's, that's remarkable. Um, 
So I I read and and I can see I can see on on your website that um, you know your success is is a tribute part for customer service, right? And I think customer service is so essential, right? Um, the other day I had a, a gentleman in my podcast talking about referrals and right if you do really well in customer service, you're going to get a lot of referrals and word of mouth. Nothing can beat that, right? But can you share with the audience some of the strategies and principles that allow you to to deliver, um, you know, the outstanding customer's experience and, and really build a loyal uh, user base? Yeah, in the early days, it was very much out of necessity. We didn't have any money and we didn't raise any capital from any investors. So we had 10 or 20 or 30 customers. We needed to keep them happy. It was just a matter of life and death because we needed the revenue, obviously, but we also needed them to use the app so we could figure out all the things that that were wrong with it. All of the things that we thought, the assumptions that we had that were correct and the ones that we had that were incorrect. And the only way to figure those things out is just through customer feedback and customers using the new invention you've just built. And so it was very much out of necessity. It was, it was, it wasn't that I had this natural inclination for customer service. It was because customer service was the only way we were going to survive. And so in those days, every single customer had my cell phone number and every email went to me. And, and that was the way it was up until probably two or 3000 people using the app because I wanted that feedback. I wanted to make sure everybody was happy because I needed it in order to survive. Now, Fast forward, we have 300,000 people using the app. I, I don't want to lose sight of that ethos. I don't want to lose sight of that strategy. And so I still uh, intentionally do at least an hour a day of customer support uh, to, to close the gap between my logic and my thinking and my customers thinking. I don't ever there, I don't ever there want to be a situation where I'm speaking a different language than my customers or, or I'm not seeing the problem the same way that they're seeing it. And so I think as a, as a founder, as a CEO, if you can always do your own customer support as long as you can, and then as time goes on, you start to hire people to handle that for you, you still do an hour a day, just so you don't ever lose sight of the fact that the customer is ultimately your boss. And, you know, big companies do this too. Amazon famously uh, would, would uh, have an empty chair at the table in every meeting, and the empty chair was, was for the customer. And then they put a big teddy bear in that chair just to make sure everybody always remembered that the customer has a seat at the table. And if you don't, if you lose sight of these things, next thing you know, your customers hate you and, and you're, you'll, you're, your days are going to be numbered in business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I love how obviously your behaviors as a, as a CEO, right. And putting customer, customer services up priority kind of always kind of spills and, and, to everybody in the company, right? And, and knowing that the customer is the king as well, right? And really and really take care of that because there's nothing bad like, you know, really bad reviews or, or people mm. really talking about that. And that can really kill a, kill a business, right? It's, it's so that on and, and, and you build relationships the right way. I think um, I also, I tap into uh, an alarm company that I, I have. And I remember I tap into the CEO in one of the events, the first thing he asked me, he said, you're a customer of mine. Yes, 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 I am. He goes, how they're treating you? Is everything okay? Can I do anything more to to provide you more, the you know, most of the best service that, awesome. that we provide? 
And and but it's funny. He follow up. He follow up. He sent me an email. He put me in contact with somebody else. And that meant a lot to me. That meant loyalty and keeping them uh, is my the company that you know the caters that alarm. So uh, that was that really made a critical point in me deciding. Even though they don't have the best technology, but the customer service is exceptional. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's a it's a CEO of a successful uh, you know tech company. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs? They're they're looking to bootstrap their their venture and develop innovative solutions in industries um, that that perhaps they don't have the experience, right? Because I think we all have great ideas, but I think um, a lot of entrepreneurs get intimidated by thinking that you need to have investors backing you up or you need to be. So what what, um, advice would you give them? Yeah, the first thing is, is you don't have to have any kind of title. That's one of the good things uh, about entrepreneurship is you don't have to ask for permission. You don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be a designer. You don't have to be a copywriter. You can learn these things. You can become these things and you don't have to become like exceptional at them or, or elite at any of these things. You just need to become pretty good at them in order to get through the first few levels of the game. And then you can hire people who are elite developers and engineers and designers to help you with the mission. But the, but the main thing is, is to get started working on the business, working in the business and working on yourself, uh, working on your skills, improving your skills, because you're going to have to become a builder. You're going to have to become a person that can get in there and get things done to get the early traction that you need. And my, my advice is, is get something working on a very small level. Uh, you know, even if it's 10 or 20 or 30 people using a, an initial product that you've built, because then you can learn from their use of it and apply that to how you're going to improve it and make it better and better. So much, uh, so many times I, I, I see new founders get stuck or, or, or get no traction because they're worried about like uh, getting a hundred or a thousand customers when they don't have 10. And so it's like, Take, take the time, hand-to-hand combat, ground and pound, get 10 or 20 people using this new invention of yours, and then learn from that, and then apply that to get 100 or 200 or 300, and then move on from there. So lay that foundation of early adopting customers that are happy with your service first, then move on through the next few levels of the game. Yeah. And, and you mentioned something there, working on yourself, right? And that's one of the things that we do here, that the Positive Leadership Academy is like when leaders come to us and they want to they wanna get their leader leadership development training, it's funny how they're always looking upward. Hey, I want to work, you know, so my team is more efficient, so my team has more resilience, they're more creative. And we start saying, well, you need to work on yourself first. And that's a shock for a lot of people. They're like, what do you yeah. mean I have to work on myself? So yeah, yeah, we we gotta start the inside out in order to make you a great leader. So you mentioned that it's a good point. Have that awareness as well, right? And really get to know your, your strengths, what you made of, and what is holding you back to do the things that you want to do. So so that's a great point. Is uh, Green Power has disrupted the landscape uh, industry? How do you see technology continuing to transform traditional sectors and what should uh, entrepreneurs keep in mind when navigating these changes? Yeah, I think we're continuing to see more and more that, you know, the smart, the phone is the remote control for everybody's lives. And so everything will be done with that. It doesn't matter if you're 
if if you're ordering lawn mowing or ordering ordering Chinese food or ordering a cab or getting you know ordering a hotel or a flight or whatever, it's the that is the remote control. That is the thing that is going to get it done. So as a small business owner, you have to think about that. You have to think, well, how am I making my experience of doing business with me frictionless? And and what tools am I using off the shelf to deliver that experience where customers are, are expecting me to be able to do that? We're all competing with Amazon in a way. Uh, Amazon, I could get on there right now and get order a box of toothpicks and it'll show up at my door in two hours. And so we're all competing with that kind of experience. The the Amazon and, and, and Uber and all these other companies have conditioned American consumers to experience magic, to want to, to expect magic. And so as business owners, we have to figure out, okay, well, I don't deliver magic, but let me close the gap between where I am and magic. And what tools can I use? Uh, these days, you can buy off-the-shelf software as a service solutions to to help serve your customer better and make it more frictionless to do business with you and to always be thinking about that. So, so do business with yourself. Sign up for your own service. Uh, secret shop your your business and figure out where where is this uh, not magical uh, for my customer and where can I make it more Amazon like because eventually that's where everything's going to be and if and if you don't do that you'll get left behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, back in the days used to be called the digital transformation. But what I'm noticing now is um, even even Apple is doing that. That your your desktop started looking more as as a mobile device, right? Um, yeah. Even totally. some of the apps there, and I I can see that 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 is happening. Even and you mentioned a couple of times Amazon. Amazon, their mobile experience is completely different than <laughs> their desktop, and I feel yeah. like they're they're leaving the desktop behind to be less exciting as the mobile mobile experience and the mobile experience, you know, incorporating AI, incorporating so many things that that really makes the the shopping experience more more unique. So absolutely, right? Um so I you know I can see that that your journey is is a testament of of the power of determination and, and hard work and just the fact that you mentioned how you you know, are so involved in, in customer service and, and, and really, even though you have a, a, a great team that you need to manage, but you really are putting up the customer in, 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 the, first, in the first row. What is one piece of advice or mantra that has guided you through the, the entrepreneurial career? And what message would you leave our listeners, right? Particularly those that want to that wanna follow your footsteps. Yeah, one one mantra that I have is is an old uh, Sam Walton mantra that Jeff Bezos actually uh, also uses is walk your store, walk your store. And so even when Sam Walton had hundreds of WalMarts, he would walk the store and he would walk through it and figure out, okay, now this 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 isn't up to par or this doesn't look good or this needs to be improved or why is this over here and and so you you lose sight of that as a small business owner and as a founder and if you or if you grow a big company you lose sight of that you this show undercover boss is hilarious because they put they put the uh, the ceo on the front lines and and he hasn't walked the store in years and so it's yeah. like he and so he has no clue what the business is doing or selling or or how it serves its customers. So, so never lose sight of that. Always walk your store. Always do business with yourself. And uh, and if guys like like Sam Walton and Jeff Bezos have to remind themselves of it, we, us as small business owners have to remind ourselves of it as well. Yeah, 
I, I always tell people, you know, um, provide the same welcoming, the, the same, the same services, you know, you, it's like you inviting yourself over for dinner, right? right? So when you invite somebody, what do you do? Like the greeting, the way the house is set up, the table, the way you're going to be a great host, what are you going to offer? What, what kind of conversations you do? And I always say, Hey, always put yourself in the same shoe. And that's what I'm hearing, right? Really paying attention. Hey, if I was going to be using green pal and my mobile device, right? What is the experience that I want to get from these people, right? Exactly. Because sometimes we get so um, so focused thinking that we're doing great stuff and right. we're not really addressing the customer needs. So that's great. Uh, I just want to thank you for being here, being part of the uh, Positive Leadership Podcast. Um, it's a great pleasure to have someone like you with so much determination, hard work, and really thriving in your business. So I really appreciate your time and uh, I look forward in having you again and really share. I think there's so many, so many nuggets that you can share um, as, as you grow in your business to, to our audience. Thank you, Javier. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today and learning more about Positive Leadership Academy. We hope that you found this podcast episode valuable. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your network, leaving a comment, or following us on social media. By sharing and engaging with our content, you can help us reach more potential leaders and make a positive impact in the world. Once again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to continue to provide valuable insight and resources to support your leadership journey. Don't forget to sign up for our Positive Leadership Academy at no cost by visiting our website and entering your email. We can't wait to welcome you to our community of positive leaders.